are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the live dancers. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts after I post this, you're sort of a uh, a strange voyeuristic person who has tendencies that are immoral and unjustifiable to both me and probably a quarter of your peers. Welcome to Dancers. This is the live uh, now. It's been live. It's been live for the last three episodes. Podcast slash stream on YouTube where I answer people's questions. You can send in questions also at dancerspodcast at gmail.com if you'd like me to answer them up top at the beginning of the live. But we don't have any on this beautiful Thanksgiving day. And for good reason. People are busy. People are busy taking trips to Ohio and taking trips to Pennsylvania because those are the only two places people are from in the United States. People do, people actually have a concept of this, but having lived many different places, I've learned that people are from one of two places, Ohio or Pennsylvania. And if you're not from one of those two places, you should talk to your parents because you actually are. Your heritage is based in either Ohio, the home of Skyline Chili, or Pennsylvania, the home of the uh, King of Prussia Mall. Now, it is Thanksgiving, beautiful Thanksgiving, a day where we all hopefully get together and talk about what we are thankful for. A lot of people feel uncomfortable with this. A lot of people don't like the idea of getting together and talking about what they are what they are thankful for. And I think the reason is, in the United States, which is where we live, last time I checked, that's my that's my political stance is just that we live in the United States. And it's one that we can all get behind and agree with. Actually, there are, no, there are definitely people who would disagree with that. Anyway, people are uncomfortable with the idea of having a day where they are forced to say what they are thankful for. Why are people uncomfortable about that? The answer is simple. We, 364 other days of the year, are also expected to be thankful all the time. We are pressured by our communities at large, whether it be small scale, the people in our lives, or big scale, people on TV, and the self-help gurus we listen to, and the people on Fox and Friends all tell us we should be thankful, we should be thankful, we should be thankful. And then for the rest of their news coverage, we'll say how we live in the worst, uh, you know, a, a liberal hellscape. So conflicting messages there. But I think what would solve that, I think what would make people truly grateful, what would make people truly excited to say what they are thankful for is if we make a day dedicated to the opposite. Thanksgiving is not a bad idea. I like a day where people get together, save up their arguments for their families, 
which I want to get to arguing with your family later in this uh, in this episode of uh, Dancers. Also, if you have a question, you can throw it in the chat at any time. It's good to have a day where you can store up all of the things that you don't like about your family and just sort of kind of let them loose on the world at large, right? That's good. The issue is that we don't have a day where we do the opposite. I think there should be a fuck this day. I think, and I'm, I actually mean this, as like a national holiday, you don't have to call it something so crass, so rude, so blatant. That's just how I say it, because I'm sort of a, a punk rock anarchist type comedian. There should be a day where you are completely unjudged for griping about things that inconvenience you and make you annoyed. No matter how champagne problemy they are, no matter how trivial and uh, quote unquote stupid those problems seem to be, you are allowed to say it. If you have a BMW and you're mad that the dealer doesn't service it, that's the day you complain about it. If you have a beautiful life with a lovely, lovely woman in your life, but her farts smell just a little bit too bad, that's the day you can go, my fucking stinky wife. That's the day. Someone in the chat uh, just said, I'm from Slovenia. Over here, every day is fuck this day. And that's good. See, Slovenia, there's a place that I think would appreciate Thanksgiving. That's nice. America, we are so desensitized by positivity. We are so absolutely bludgeoned over the head by constant positivity. That is, there's obviously, I mean, this is a a stupid point, but there's no middle and the middle is getting like the, the ends are getting further and further away. There's no way of saying, yeah, things are, things are good, but then there's some stuff that's bad. No, it's either everything has to be good and you need to be happy all the time and you need to live, laugh, love and need to drink out of a coffee mug that says, uh i just had my coffee eat my pussy please that that's what you need you need to be that positive you need to be so positive in this country that the thing you drink coffee out of needs to say i pledge my life to jesus my life is so good uh everything in the world is awesome Please perform oral sex on me. I'm so elated. I'm full, filled with joy. That that's what I've. I mean, I've. Th- these are just the offices I've worked at. But that's what I've read. I've read a lot of coffee mugs from people who work middle management at the uh, the essentially call center that I worked for for a while in Boston, and everyone's coffee mug basically said, "Every moment of every day feels like." high quality cunnilingus is being performed on me. And that's just where we live. We live in a place where no one is happy, but people will talk about being happy on their clothes. It's a really, I mean, and some people might hear me say that and go, oh, well, that's negative. That's bad. That's a bad thing. 
I think it's funny. I think there's something kind of silly and sweet about that. But I think having just a pressure release valve, and I'm talking about like there's no hierarchy to this negativity that you are able you the finally the person who works underneath. Like when I worked at a at a place, let's call it a, a health spa. When I worked at a health spa, and my boss always talked like this. I was like, oh my god, every day is so good. Oh, we're so happy to have you and pay you at minimum wage. That was that was the tone. And they never said that directly, but that that is the tone and idea that this person was speaking to me at. Oh my god, it's so you guys, first of all, they would call it a team. The the group of essentially minimum wage like indentured servants that they had work at this uh health spa. They called it a team. They would call us a team. Like we're the Bengals. <laughs> they would go they would go, okay, first off, team, I'm so happy we're all here. <clears throat> and we weren't a team. Uh, one of the basics of a team is structure, uh, devotion, and being able to afford food. So we didn't meet any or many of the criteria. I would get to go to her and go, um, yeah, there is something in my teeth. Yeah. I'm leaving it there. Uh, someone in the chat just said, I think there's something in my teeth. There absolutely is. And I'm leaving it there. Where was I? Ah, yes. I would be able to go up to that person on, on uh, fuck this day and go, hey, stop talking like that. Stop talking to adults like they're babies. There now listen, there's certain people who talk to adults like babies. And there's not 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 many of them are like this, but I will say this. And some of them, that's just the way they talk. That's just the way they communicate. It's how they get through life. Whatever. But there are some, some people, and I'll I'll go as far as to say it's men and women. It's mostly women. It's not women's fault. I think a lot of women are forced into sort of uh, social modes that are meant to be like, you, oh, you have to be cutesy all the time. Otherwise, you're, uh, you know, you're encroaching on the space of a man. And if you take any tone that's not talking like a baby, then you're bossy. Like, I get why there's pressure into it. But I've just noted <clears throat> so many... I'll say people because I've heard men do it too. That just take this tone. Oh my God, it's so nice to me. And it's like, no, the reason why they talk like that isn't because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know that everyone is uncomfortable with how they are talking to the people around them. They, 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 they have no idea. It's just because no one can take them to the side and be like, hey, you sound psycho. This isn't how you, we know this isn't how you talk. You have to not talk like this anymore you're not a baby you're 27 and you have credit card debt you can't be talking like this we just had uh leroy in the chat leroy and i seen you again go i hear you uh i think force face positivity is just as damaging as constant negativity for some people you know what i 
I do agree with that. I, th I think it's two sides of the same coin, though, which is just like not looking at life the way that it is. And the way that life is, is you're going to have high highs where you feel great and invincible and like uh, like everything is good and you will truly feel and believe that. And that's the confusing thing is like there are supposed to be moments like that. There's supposed to be moments of complete ecstasy. There's supposed to be moments of complete nirvana because what those moments do are they push you through the sort of uh, the sort of bad negative like uh unhealthy parts of life right where where you'll you'll be thrown into a black pit but then you'll be like oh yeah well but i had this like level of xc nirvana and i can get back to that if i just kind of like wait it through this bad period and maybe learn to enjoy the bad period of life right like that that's how things are supposed to work but then these I won't say dumbasses. I was going to say dumbasses. I'm trying to not be as judgmental. I think these misled people will go, oh, no, life should be constant nirvana. Life should be constant, like, everything is working out. We're all doing great. Everybody's going to Chili's. Life can't always be a trip to Chili's, okay? That's just for the, that's just for the choice moments where the stars align and everything works out. And you can get the, the like, two, two for 30 deal on an entree and you get a nice appetizer and everything's good. That's what Chili's is supposed to be. It's a once in a time, once in a lifetime opportunity. Jack said, damn, you called it tuning in from Cincy. Shout out to Will Sennett. Will Sennett, my very good friend. I've mentioned him many times on podcasts. He is, um, sorry, I, I'm picking my teeth during this live, but maybe some sick people are actually into that. One of the funniest people I know one of the most lovely human beings uh, I've ever met offstage is from beautiful Cincinnati. He recently saw, and I'm trying to pressure him into getting this tattooed on his body, but he recently saw a sign that said Cincinnati, the San Diego of the Midwest. I believe that's what it said. I could be misquoting. I want him to get that tattooed on his body. So if we can maybe get like a, if we can get like a coordinated, uh, thing together to try and get will to get that tattooed on his body i would really i would really appreciate it from you guys now there's something else i want to talk about thanksgiving wise and again if we have anything to throw in the chat please do it's it's that i have fun with that thanksgiving has become this uh battleground and it always has been right um it's always been sort of a moment where the young members of the family bring their college ideas and the older members of the family bring what they heard in the mechanic shop they work in and the really old members of the family still have like rush limbaugh talking points uh to let loose right because they've been building up for years and years and years and they all get together and they sort of you know if politics come up conversations are supposed to be had people are supposed to be made uncomfortable maybe maybe in a great circumstance in a great situation some people might come away from that learning something maybe not changing their mind but understanding a perspective possibly a little bit better that's best case scenario right and it doesn't always happen but we're getting to a point now where i saw 
a something called a uh, Thanksgiving argument cheat sheet. That might not have been the exact name, but that's the idea of it. Where it gave you bullet points and talking points to counter your family members' possible talking points and to redirect and sort of like verbal jujitsu them into uh, being wrong and showing that you're right. I'm not even saying I disagree with the things that were in the cheat sheet. I don't think that uh, I don't think that a lot of those opinions are wrong. I think maybe if you are studying and preparing like Rocky Balboa for a fight to go to Thanksgiving and argue with your family, perhaps. In the same way that maybe if you like have a weapon on you and you enter a situation, you might be a little bit more inclined to get into an altercation because you're already prepared for something bad to happen. So you're super heightened and you're ready and you're kind of on edge. Da, 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 da. Maybe that's not what we need. Maybe what we need is to back off. A little bit from each other. I'm not saying let your uh, let your nephew descend into uh, alt right ideologies that uh, cause him to, you know, wear sunglasses inside at night. Now, there's more harmful alt right ideologies than that, but I think the sunglasses inside at night is one of the most damaging and pernicious of those views. I'm not saying I'm not saying allow hate. Right? I would I would never say that. But if it's Thanksgiving, all I'm going to say here, those family members that you're with are going to die eventually. And I know this firsthand. My dad passed away four years ago, right? Used to go to Thanksgiving with him and his family. In fact, after his passing, I, I because of like my lack of connection to that side of the family due to it being mostly through him, I stopped going. To those Thanksgivings. I don't say this to try to make you feel bad for me. These things happen. That's a part of living is horrible things will happen to you. That is a, a natural part of life. What I'm trying to say to you is when I look back on it, no part of me goes, boy, I wish I prepared more for arguments against him so I could really show him how wrong he was about his political stances. That that doesn't cross my mind when I think back on my late father. You know what I mean? I, is is the idea that I'm trying to get across getting across? When I think about you know my my late father and things I would have rather done and things I would have rather said and maybe have spent more time with him and stuff like that, it never comes across my mind. Boy, I wish I had more statistics at hand to disparage his. Uh, negative political ideologies, right? And I think that we do live in a society of the of the head a bit. Like we we live that what what a what a stupid thing to say without any explanation. I think that a lot of people, because a lot of our interactions are not face to face and human to human, right? A lot of our interactions are online. They are impersonal. There, there's no getting around that. 
But I think acknowledging that and accepting that and understanding that when we are in person, it's a different thing than when we are online. And there is something very special about being in person with people where like being in the moment is a respect that you should show people, even if you don't necessarily agree with their politics, even if maybe they voted for, you know, Ted Cruz and you think they shouldn't have. And in fact, I think it's good if politics comes up to let them know, hey, that was like, that was not good. And also, I respect and completely understand that there are people who are so deeply affected by certain political agendas that that's not an option for them because it is personal, because certain agendas that are leveraged against them uh, are so hurtful that it affects their life in a way where they can't really see eye to eye to people who believe in them. For instance, if someone has a negative, I heard this recently, this is why it's on my mind, but if someone has a uh, an immigration policy that would uh, include you know, criminalizing and like detaining with force and whatever of undocumented. I, I don't know the, the correct word, but what I'm saying is someone comes into this country and, and your political ideology is like, we should get rid of them. They can't be da, 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 da. And you're the child of those people. They're talking about your parents. So I get that letting bygones be bygones with that person does not necessarily seem to be an easy feat. I get that. What I'm saying is there's a lot of people that are picking nits. They are nitpicky with the politics of their family. They are going overboard when it comes to preparing for arguments with their family and trying to one up them and show them like, I actually, here's why you're wrong. If, if you go into a situation with the intended purpose of showing people that they are wrong, chances are most of the time, that's not going to be a healthy interaction. Because you're taking a position of superiority. That's just what that is. Sometimes, sometimes people's ideas and ideologies are so out there, are so wild to you that you do feel bad. Like, I mean, if if my mom, who's a very nice woman, and I and I love her very, very much, believes that uh, dolphins were directly communicating to her and telling her to uh, play scratch-off lottery tickets, right? And she really believed that. And not only did she believe that, she was voting for a candidate that held the same beliefs, that dolphins are sentient beings that communicate to human beings uh, and ask them to uh, play the lottery, right? I would have trouble going, hey, mom, listen, you believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. Let's have some turkey. But I still think in the even in that situation, let's get mom help slowly throughout time. It's going to be a long burn. This isn't going to be 
something that is uh, resolved in one sitting. That's just how I feel. We have some sirens going off. I hope you folks hear that. And I hope they stop directly outside of my apartment complex. Because when sirens stop outside of your home, you know, it's a scary thing. But also, it might mean something interesting is happening. You ever think about that? This has been a great live. If anyone in the chat has anything to add, uh, please go ahead and throw it in there. Uh, Leroy says, yeah, it's fights every Thanksgiving, always over politics. Then there are hard feelings through Christmas, uh, leading to separated Christmas gatherings and the new year ushers in reconciliation. Repeat 2013. In that way, the way that you just put it, uh, Leroy, is actually kind of, there's something like, uh sort of nice about the cleansing nature of that uh of that system i do kind of like the system that you just put forward where it's like if you actually kind of take those beats that's not bad oh we have a, a question dan if you could have played any comedic movie role which one would you pick you're hilarious oh thank you so much z that that's very nice of you to say And that's a great question. If I could pick any comedic movie role, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really seen a, a like comedy quote unquote for a really long time. I, this is just the, I'm sure I could come up with a better one if I had some time to, uh, to think about it, but Bill Murray and Caddyshack comes up. I love, I love his performance, and I think I I could do that. Uh, obviously not as well, but in a way, you know what I mean. San Diego, uh, or or sorry, Sandy Govi one just says hi, Dan, and you know that's a question in a way. I I ask people to ask questions in the chat. Uh, it, it can kind of propel the chat forward. But there's nothing wrong if you have no questions and you just want to say hello. I walked by a person on the street not too long ago, and they just said, hi. They said, hi. And I said, hi back. And I was thinking, because whenever that happens, especially in a city like Los Angeles, something usually follows. You usually have someone trying to convert you to a, a religious practice that you see unfavorable. Or it's usually followed by someone uh, offering to freestyle rap for you. But this person didn't. This person just said hi. And they were a stranger. I didn't know them. They didn't know me. Now, Now multiple people are throwing hi, Dan, into the chat. And that's great. But if you want me to answer a question, that's sort of what I'm looking for. Or you could just say hello. What I'm trying to say is, if you say hello to people on the street, there's nothing wrong with that. But also, uh, you know, be careful because you're communicating with a stranger, which is always fraught with peril and uh, usually 
disaster. You know, it's so funny because when you're a kid, parents tell you uh, don't talk to strangers. But then it, it takes being an adult to realize how right they were. And how right that usually is far past the age of uh, of childhood abduction. Right. That's even true when you get to the age of adult abduction. Of which I am uh, of which I am now. That's why I would continue to never talk to a stranger. This was fun. I hope we I hope we made a lot of good headway. I hope we had a powerful conversation here. I hope everyone has a wonderful, beautiful, fruitful Thanksgiving. And hey. Oh, we got a question. Sorry. I was wrapping up. Do your friends in real life ask you for a lot of advice? I think you're good at it. No, not I would say the average amount, the normal amount. Like when uh when their lives are in complete peril and chaos, they will. I'm I like that that's usually when it comes. But it's a great question. Um, All right, folks. Thanks for coming.